Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety and learn how to be more fully present in life. Each week, I'm speaking with experts in the fields of entrepreneurship, nutrition, mindset, sex, spirituality, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Through my own struggle to balance the demands of motherhood and life, I discovered that to truly be happy, we need to be present. Your journey to feeling less stressed and more blissfully present in your own life starts right now. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. And this week we have a very important topic, and it's on the issue of food allergies. I'm speaking with Jenny Stackle. She is the founder of Kips Granola Bark, and it's an allergy-friendly food company. And it was born out of her frustration that she couldn't find anything safe for her son to eat. He had terrible food allergies, and everything on the market that said it was safe wasn't because it was usually made in a factory next to things that he couldn't consume. So she created her own business out of her home kitchen and over the years has scaled it um, to be a nationwide product. And so we talk a lot about entrepreneurship. We talk about what it's like to have a a child with severe allergies. And she gives some really great information from the allergy community. So whether your child suffers from allergies or not, I think it's so important that you hear this information so that we all realize how serious it really is and how important it is to be vigilant and to be careful um, and to really just do that so that we can protect our children, right? At the end of the day, that's what it's about. That's our number one job. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you feel like a friend would benefit from hearing it, please share it with them. If you're listening to it, um, screenshot it and uh, tag me on your Insta stories and I'll share it back out. And of course, if you haven't already, please, please, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thanks so much, guys. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD Supplements. These are the supplements that I created with the intention of helping you deal with stress and anxiety in a natural way. I take two in the morning and within about uh, a half hour, I feel so much more grounded and calm and focused and ready to take on the day. So it really is a tool in your toolkit to help you live a better, happier life. So you can pick up yours at motherhoodunstressed.com or if you're in Atlanta at Nuts and Berries in Brookhaven or Roots Juices in Buckhead. Well, hey, Jenny, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so excited to talk about everything allergies and really hit home the point that we all need to be more aware and uh, vigilant when it comes to allergies. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So just to kind of give our audience a little bit of context, can you tell us the origin story of your brand and why you decided to create Kips? Sure. So I am basically a food allergy mom. I live in San Diego and I'm married with two kids. And my son Kip is 14 now. And when he was two and a half, we found out that he had severe food allergies. And it was kind of on my radar because my sister's daughter is a couple years older and she has severe food allergies. So we were really aware And when we saw signs of him possibly being allergic, we got him tested and we found out he was highly allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and sunflower seeds. So we just, you know, started reading labels all the time and and just became very familiar with what was available that was safe for him to eat. And we just got more and more frustrated with the lack of safe, healthy options of things we could buy in the store. So even though he was only two and a half, you know, after a couple of years, we were starting to want to buy granola bars and 
you know, we gave up on going to a coffee shop and buying him a cookie. That was just not possible. So it was really, it really became more frustration with finding safe, healthy snacks. And so I thought, gosh, I can't be the only mom that's dealing with this. There's got like, how can there be so few options? And so I thought, you know, maybe this is a business opportunity. And my daughter at the time was, um, she's a few years younger and she was about to start school. And I thought yeah, it'd be a great time to go back to work. I'd been a stay-at-home mom for several years at that point. And so I thought I'm going to start a business and create a, like a snack line of allergy-friendly food products. And, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know back then and how much work that was with mm-hmm. no experience in the industry. But that was why I started it. And one of the biggest frustrations was a lot of foods that would have been safe because they didn't contain any of his allergens were not safe because they were made on shared equipment with his allergens. Mm. And that may or may not be stated on a label. And so that was really frustrating. You know, there were so many options of things he could have had, but he couldn't have them because of the, the allergens in the facility. And so that was something I really wanted to address, which was, you know, the food didn't have to be super unique. It just had to be safe. And that was kind of how how the dream kind of started was just to provide more safe, healthy choices for people with severe food allergies. I love that. And take us to the moment where you actually decided to start a business. Was it all of a sudden or was it this growing, growing feeling that you needed to do something? You know, I think I was getting more and more frustrated and I was kind of um, I was sort of a bit entrepreneurial. I, I started a little marketing firm and I did a few things in the years before. So I think I was really wanting to do another business. And so this idea kind of grew and, you know, I would be um, making granola bars and bringing them into school because every time there was a food treat, we, uh, you know, I'd be the one to make it. Mm -hmm. And so people started to say, oh, these bars are delicious. You should sell them. You know, it's kind of a typical story. But so I, I started to kind of take it seriously then. And I started to research how, you know, how would I do that? And so my brother-in-law is a lawyer, so he helped me incorporate in 2011. And um, that was kind of just the beginning, like, okay, now I'm going to do it. And um, Mm -hmm. so it was really just people liking the food that I was making and then just seeing such a need. So then I kind of just, that was the start in 2011, which I can't believe it was seven years ago. Wow. What's been the hardest thing for you um, being a mother, being an entrepreneur? How do you, how do you balance it all? You know, it's definitely gotten a lot harder in the last year. Um, So for five years, I sold out of my permitted home kitchen because I couldn't find a kitchen to rent that was, if nothing else, nut-free, peanut-free. And so the only option I had to sell my granola bars were was to sell it from home. And in 2013, San Diego, or California rather, passed the cottage food law, where Californians could sell food made from home. And so for five, four or five years, I was a permitted home kitchen. And I just, it was mostly a hobby. And I was in about six grocery stores and I was managing it. There would be periods of stress and, you know, but it was really, I was volunteering a lot at the school and I started a food allergy group um, at my son's elementary school. And it was, things were very well balanced. But then about a year ago, I found a manufacturer and that was my that was my dream from the beginning was to find someone that would make the products for me so that I could expand. And you can't um, ship homemade product 
that's made in California. Every state is different. So I was only selling locally. And so my dream was to be able to sell nationally. And so a year ago, once I got a manufacturer, that's when life got pretty crazy. And, um, I, you know, I couldn't do as much with my kids as I'd always been doing and I couldn't volunteer as much. And that's been, it's been a little challenging the last year. Um, so I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting it under control a little bit, but it's definitely a whole different ball game now that I've sort of officially launched. It's kind of like launching a new company because it's such a completely different place from where I was as a home kitchen. Wow, that's so interesting. And the reason I asked that question is because it's it's a topic that comes up again and again and again on this show is, you know, what is balance and how can we find it? And is there such a thing? And honestly, I don't believe that there is. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I think we all ebb and flow and clearly, you know, you're just in a period of ebbing and flowing, but I mean, you're, you're expanding and you're, and you're working on a product that I think is absolutely necessary and important. Um, especially because we hear all the time about, you know, kids going into shock at school because someone brought in a snack they weren't supposed to, or, you know, stuff being on shared equipment and they didn't know. So, I mean, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Not that my kids have allergies, but I hear about it so many times, I mean, especially lately. And I don't remember when I was a child having this, you know, it wasn't, wasn't as prevalent. So going back to our original topic, what do you think is the biggest thing our listeners need to know about the dangers of food allergies, especially when it comes to children? Hmm. Well, you're right. Food allergies have definitely increased in the last um, 20 years for sure. I think the number of people with food allergies now is about 15 million Mm -hmm. and it's about two kids per every classroom. So it's about 8% of all kids or one in 13 kids have a food allergy, which is crazy. And I believe the number of peanut allergies has more than doubled from the late 90s um, to about 2008. So it's definitely increasing. Um, So it it is wild how, how prevalent it is now. So, you know, really, I guess what I would want people to know about food allergies is that it's life threatening. And I always say, you know, when we go to a restaurant, can you imagine going to a restaurant where you know there's a little bit of poison in the kitchen that may or may not get into your food? And that's sort of how we live every single day. Every time we go out, it's sort of how much risk do you want to take when you eat out, when you eat at a friend's house. Um, you know, there's risk all the time. And so it's it's sort of living with definitely with a level of stress and you just sort of get used to the stress. Um, but people with food allergies, they have to take their EpiPens or their whatever form their epinephrine is in. There are a couple different uh, medications, but they have to take it with them everywhere they go. They can't leave it in a hot car. They have to be able to have it within two minutes. Um, you know, it's hard for boys to be able to carry it because they don't carry a purse wherever they go. And you can, you know, go into cardiac arrest within two minutes if you consume your allergen. So it's pretty, it's pretty scary, but there are a lot of resources now that there weren't before. There's a really strong community on Instagram um, that I'm a big part of as a food allergy mom. And so there are a lot of resources now, but it is a pretty, it's pretty intense. And, the, and also the eight main allergens, which are peanut, tree nuts, eggs, dairy, soy, wheat, fish, and shellfish. And those are the majority of um of the severe allergens that people have. And so manufacturers have to list those allergens 
on their ingredient labels. So yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot to know and it's a big issue and there's a lot going on to tr- try to figure out why it's happening and to provide treatment, um, if not a cure for people with food allergies. Wow. And what's the online community that you're a part of? Because, you know, for those moms listening who maybe just found out that their child has some serious allergies or they've been trying to just stay on top of it, um, where can they go for their resources? Oh, there are so many great places. I, I, I have to mention some great resources. I mean, the number one resource is FAIR, and their website is foodallergy.org. And they are just an amazing organization that helps educate. There are pages for if you're newly diagnosed, the latest in resources, the, the latest in research. They are just a really great um, first stop and one-stop shop always. They're the leaders in the food allergy community, I would say. Um, but there's also, you know, there it's really a strong community. There are food allergy bloggers, which are, you know, moms, food allergy moms that are posting about signs that are safe or they're making recipes or they're just talking about their experiences. Um, one that I love, one of my favorite um, food allergy moms is Allergy Friendly Mama. Um, Lindsay, she's great. She's so entertaining, but she's also super practical. She's a great blogger to, to follow. There's also um, doctors that post about the latest in research and treatment from a potential peanut patch to oral immunotherapy. One that I love, LA Allergy Doctor, Alan Kadavi. He's fantastic. I just follow him and I'm always learning something new about what's going on in research into food allergies and why might people have food allergies. Um, another one, even just on the what's safe side, is Snack Safely. This guy, David Bloom, he started a list of safe snacks and treats based on what food allergy you have. So that's just a great resource. And then um, another nonprofit that I love is Red Sneakers for Oakley, um, which was started out of tragedy. Oakley passed away when he was 11 from eating, um, I think it was walnuts. And his family has become really active in spreading awareness and sharing stories. And um, they're just an amazing resource. They post several times a day on Instagram about, you know, telling stories of people that have had a reaction and how did it happen and why did it happen to um, just supporting people and spreading information. And all of these members of the community together, really, it's so supportive and you feel like you're not alone and you know where to go to ask questions and you can stay on top of the latest research. And they are really just, it's such a tight community that I consider a lot of these people on Instagram, my friends, I've never met them, but they really, you know, as a food allergy mom, they're my friends. And Mm -hmm. so my goal as a business is to become a member of that trusted community And so I've got a blog section on my website where I've got, you know, a story, a simple, you know, peek into the daily life of a food allergy mom where she attends an event with her child and, you know, she forgot to bring a snack. And um, so I've got blog posts and I've got, I just had a recent post about um, a woman that married a man with a severe peanut and tree nut allergy and what is that like and how did it affect her and how does it affect her on a daily basis? So I, that's my goal also for my business, KIPP, is to be become a trusted member of that community and for people to know that my snacks are safe and I'm totally transparent with my manufacturing and my ingredients. So 
So it's a it's an amazing community, I have to say. That's beautiful. And all of those names and organizations that you mentioned will be in the show notes for anyone listening. Um, but what do you want your legacy to be, whether it's, you know, in relation to what we were talking about or in general? Hmm. I would say, you know, I started this business because I wanted to provide more safe, healthy snack choices for people with severe food allergies like my son, Kip. And so my business is named Kip. And um, I think I want, I really just want to have a lasting presence in the food allergy community. And I would like to be a trusted food brand. And I would like to have many options more than just, you know, right now I just sell two flavors of granola bark, which is a snack, but I would like to have many more options. And, um, you know, there are a couple of, there are brands out there that are doing um, food that are doing snacks that are totally dedicated or focused on the food allergy community. There's room for so many more, you know, we don't want to just have five safe brands in our pantry. You know, it'd be great to have 25 brands. So I really hope that, that my business can really just provide a lasting impact on the food allergy community and be a member, a trusted member of that community. I love it. I love it. So my next question, you kind of answered it was what's next for you and what's next for Kips? Well, um, I just basically, I launched in August. So even though I've been a home kitchen for five years, I just started mailing out manufactured, my commercially manufactured product in August. So I'm kind of like a startup. I'm sort of, you know, figuring out what, what all this is about. I didn't understand shipping and distribution and grocery stores and certifications. And there's so many things. So I'm kind of getting all that. I'm learning about all of that and getting everything kind of settled and establishing, you know, my strategy and everything. So what's next for me is just kind of like hopefully to get everything to settle down a little bit and really just reach deeper into the food allergy community. And I'll probably, you know, sell, I'm in some local stores in San Diego, so I'll expand locally and, and I'll reach out a little bit um, as I grow and I'm able to do that. So that's really kind of the next step is just get things settled down, kind of figure out my strategy and, you know, maybe get some help here and there with my business. And uh, so it's mostly been myself up until now. So it's, been um, pretty challenging to juggle everything. So just to kind of get it to calm down so I can focus on growth. Yeah. Well, I know a ton of mothers in the Atlanta community who need your product, want your product. And um, I'm definitely going to be spreading the word about that. Um, But I do have some rapid fire questions if you're ready. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Kips is? Kips is safe, healthy, and delicious. I believe in. Okay, I believe in the power of the food allergy community. And I believe in my son's ability to navigate his food allergies throughout his life. Mm. I'm grateful for. Well, the number one thing that comes into my head is my husband because he supported me so long through so many, seven years, I guess, of this dream. And chugging along slowly. So I'm super grateful for him. I'm so grateful for my kids every day when I've had a rough day 
and I might have had a challenging day and I just know at the end of the day or the middle of the day, they're going to walk in the door and be happy. And I'm just so thankful that I have a solid family to support me and to keep me happy. I love that answer. Um, And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Well, I definitely wish I knew more about consumer packaged goods Um, (laughs) (laughs) because there's so much I didn't know. If I knew then what I know now, I would have started much differently and approached things much more differently. So um, I really wish I knew more about that. Other than that, you know, I've, yeah, I've had a, I've kind of had twists and turns in my career and my life throughout the last 20, 25 years. And I think it's all been fine. I think it's all been worth it. I maybe should have made some different decisions career wise, but if I did, that wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am now mm-hmm. with the ability to start my own business. So the fact that I ended up being a stay at home mom for several years allowed me to start from scratch and start something that I really wanted to. And, and then of course we're, we're used to having one income. So I didn't have to leave my job to start anything. So that kind of worked out pretty well. I love that you just said that because we have so many stay at home moms who listen to the show. And I think you really, just by saying that inspired them in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for our listeners, what is the best way to find out more about KIPS and, um, and connect with you online? So I would start off by going to our website, which is lovekips.com. And I'm also, in terms of social media, I'm most active on Instagram. I do some on Facebook. And I also finally have my granola bark for sale on um, Amazon. The website, that's, that's where you can find out more about what our story is and what's in the granola bark. And then Instagram is more what we're doing on a regular basis and yeah, just how you can enjoy different ideas for ways to eat granola bark and how you should take it traveling and that kind of thing. So I would say the website and Instagram are the best spot. And what's your Instagram handle? It's at lovekips1, the number one. Perfect. And that's my Facebook and Twitter also, lovekips1. Awesome. Well, Jenny, this was such a pleasure. I think your story was really intriguing. And obviously the message of allergies and allergens is so prevalent in this community. And I know so many of our listeners really needed to hear what you had to share today. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always, I love to be able to spread awareness and information about food allergies. And um, I really hope that, that kids can become a part of that trusted community. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey guys, I hope you love this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, please share it with a friend and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, if you haven't already, uh, follow me on Instagram at Motherhood Unstressed and become part of the Motherhood Unstressed community because that's really what it's become and it's a beautiful thing. Also, if you're listening, uh, feel free to screenshot it and tag me at Motherhood Unstressed on your Insta stories and I'll share it back out and say what you really got out of the episode, what you liked about it so that I can keep creating content around things that are valuable and that you guys want to hear. So see ya.